You don't hear the term information architecture much anymore. There's a lot of talk about understanding the user's needs and developing appropriate content, but little about how users find that content once you know what it is. This is because it's a subject that has been thoroughly covered. There's been some great books on the subjects, and so I think bloggers don't feel that they've got much to add, really. The problem is that when a subject has been so well covered, it moves into the realms of common knowledge. We all think we understand information architecture. Yet, it is a specialist area, and the things we know, or think we know, may not be correct. The problem with common knowledge is that it gets corrupted over time. Misinformation creeps in and certain myths grow up. We see this all the time, such as the idea that content should be above the fold because users don't scroll. Unfortunately, information architecture has become ripe with these myths, and that's why I want to take a few moments to dispel some of them. I want to start with the perception that your site's structure is meant to be logical. When I work on site structures, I often drive my clients and indeed my colleagues sometimes absolutely mad. You see, I don't always make my site structures logical. People convince themselves that information architecture is about organising content in a logical way and it's just not true. The problem is that people aren't logical. We pretend to be, but we make decisions based on cultural bias, upbringing, preconceptions and many other factors. Take, for example, your local supermarket. When you visit it, where do you look for the tomatoes? You look in the veg section, don't you? But why don't supermarkets put tomatoes with the fruits? After all, it is a fruit. That would be the logical thing to do, wouldn't it? They don't because that's not what people expect. They expect to see it in the vegetable section because of their preconceptions. We need to let go of the idea that our site structures have to be logical to our minds. Instead, we need to match the mental model of our users, whether or not that is logical to us. Talking of logical, another myth that sounds logical is the belief that users need to be able to reach content in just three clicks. Unfortunately, it may sound logical, but it's not true. The myth came from the early days of the web when users were on dial-up connections. The slow speeds left users frustrated when they had to navigate through many pages, and this was mistakenly interpreted as a frustration with the number of clicks. In fact, there is no evidence to support this hypothesis, and much to suggest that the number of clicks doesn't really matter. What matters instead is the feeling of progress towards the intended goal. If the user feels they're progressing, then they're happy to proceed beyond the magic number of three clicks. Another magic number myth is the idea that you should never have more than seven options, plus or minus two, in your navigation. This myth originated from a psychology paper written by George Miller. George Miller argued that people can't hold more than seven, plus or minus two, in their short-term memory. And this argument is wrong for two reasons. First, there's other research that claims that we struggle to hold any more than four items in our short-term memory. And that's why your credit card groups numbers in sets of fours. But second, a web page does not need a user to hold options in their short-term memory because the information appears visually. The problem is people like these kinds of rules, rules you can follow that avoid having to do those pesky things like usability testing. But in truth, that's the only way to be sure of what works and what doesn't. Talking of things people would prefer to avoid, let's talk about prioritisation. I'm amazed at how many organizations hate to prioritize. Whether you're talking about the prioritization of business objectives or audiences, they seem to hate it. 
And this is because prioritization is divisive. It means saying to one department that they're not as important as another or saying that one user group has more value than another. This can be such a problem to some organizations that they bend over backwards not to prioritize. The result is a website that attempts to please everybody and ends up pleasing nobody. They create alphabetical navigation in an attempt to avoid offense or elements on the homepage are all equally weighted so there's no danger of favoritism. What these organizations do not grasp is that avoiding prioritization is impossible. It's a myth. You can order a list alphabetically, but items at the start of the list are still favoured. You can weight page elements equally, but users will still start scanning the page from the top left. Try as you might, you cannot avoid prioritisation, so you might as well prioritise by what's important. A university I once had the pleasure to work with demonstrates my final myth. We had concerns about the term alumni as a top-level section. We felt that some people would not understand it. At first, the university argued that if people didn't understand the term, then they were not fit to attend their institution. But they soon changed their mind when we pointed out that non-native English speakers would struggle with the term. After all, international students generate considerable revenue in tuition fees. But then they fell back on an argument I hear a lot. People would just ignore the term if they don't understand it. They will presume it's not relevant to them. Unfortunately, this is not true. If they look at a list of options and none of those options are the next obvious step, they will turn to the section that they don't understand. They think that perhaps that contains the answer as none of the other sections look like a likely candidate. What is the saying? Little knowledge can be dangerous, and that's certainly true when it comes to information architecture, but also the user experience design as a whole. We need to be very careful what theories and rules we believe. Instead, we need to do our research into this kind of hearsay and prove to ourselves using usability testing.